It's Thursday the 20th of April. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Shane Lee and today I'm joined by former Rooster player and, and funny man Nat Wood. How are you, Nat? I'm good, Shane. How are you, buddy? Mate, really, really good, mate. It's getting cold outside today and uh, I just started thinking, mate, state of origin is fast approaching. Before we talk about that, have you got a favourite state of origin moment yourself? My favourite state of origin moment would be I went to the state of origin at the old cricket ground with my dad and it was pissing down rain. And okay. they beat us. Greg Dowling caught while it was chipped day or kicked, and it hit the crossbar. And Greg Dowling caught it and scored in, in, uh, in the in the water under the goalpost. So that moment oh. sticks in my head because it was a special moment with me going to the state of origin with my dad. I don't really have anything other than that. Well, mate, I tell you what. So for me, three three things stand out. It's the it's the punch up between Wally Lewis and Big Mark Geyer. That was just they they, yep. they they kept throwing him when they got off the ground. Unfortunately, it's the He's a mate of mine, Mark Coyne, the famous try. That's not a try, that's a miracle, which just, yeah. as New South Welshman, I was just absolutely livid. But the funny yeah. one was when um, uh, I started to work after I sold my media company. I was working at Sporting Bet, Michael Sullivan, the owner. One of the boys put up a New South Wales um, Andrew Johns jersey and he said, fucking rip that down. That cost me so much money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think Joey, for me, was, was one of the best State of Origin players I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, he pretty much dominated that series um, when he was at his at his best. So for me, just watching Joey play mm. State of Origin was pretty special. He was, mate. So um, let's talk about the actual um, game one. Do you think New South Wales may pick Nico Hines? I spoke about this uh, yesterday on our BTFU podcast. Mm. I was leading to Nico Hines, and then um, a guy on our podcast made a good point that he said that Nico plays well, but he doesn't really have the gear change that that Luai has, and I, and then it made me think. Yeah, you're right. Like Nico is a bit one paced um, when it comes to to the way he runs and attacks, and I think that they should stick with the combination that they've had. Uh, see how they go round one or game one, and then if it's not working, then give Nico a shot. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Cleary this year, particularly after. I think the way he's played in the last couple of years, how he really controls the match this year, once again, I think he's going to come into this one with a lot of experience now. And yeah. um, I think he's even proven to himself and everyone else that he is you know, the best number seven going around. I think he'll have a big series. Your thoughts, yeah, thoughts on that? I do too. I agree with you yeah. 100%. You would expect him to to improve again and go to, a, go to another level. Uh, and if he does that, I don't think... Uh, I think that's going to be... A hard uh, series to win for Queensland. Yeah. Mate, talk about going to another level. Jack Whiten, he wants to actually go down a level. He's saying he's going to now retire from representative football and not play State of Origin. Yeah, well, he's been, he's been playing um, top-level football for a long time, so I can understand that he probably – he's got to a level where he's gone, you know what, I um, I just want to kick back a bit and, and, and not play so many games. I don't know what his family situation is. He's probably got a young family that he wants to spend more time with. So I can understand Jack's – Jack's reasoning there. Well, they're, they're saying that potentially next year he's off contract, so he wants to test his dollars worth on, on, on the actual uh, open market. Mm-hmm. Does that open him up to go to somewhere like the Dolphins? You reckon? I, he should. He could go to the Dolphins. Uh, mm. He could go to the Roosters. You know, it'd be a good buy for the Roosters. We spoke about this before at Parramatta. Mm. Like, there's a few places he could go to. Um, yeah, so. Wait and see. Mate, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the Roosters at the moment? They seem fairly me- mediocre last week, and uh, 
I reckon they've made a really gutsy call. But oh, Craig Hodges, who's my business partner in this um, the podcast business, he's a mad rooster. We all know that. Yep. And I, I've never been. I've not been a fan of Sam Walker. Yeah. And they finally dropped him. I think it's a good move. I think it's a good move. I think Mr. Psychedelic's coming back, isn't he? At Crichton. <laughs> yeah. he, he'll be he'll be huge for for the Roosters. Like he's when he's in form, he's got one or two tries a game in him. Um, and I think that moving. Moving Walker out, getting rid of Walker was the right thing to do from Robbo. So I think that the Roosters will have a big weekend this weekend. Well, mate, it's always my favourite game of the year. It's, it's the Anzac Day. Um, the Dragons, from memory, we, we beat the Roosters last last year. We probably shouldn't have, but I, I'm not feeling that confident this year. Yeah, well, we had um, Moses Embai on the BTFU podcast last mm-hmm. night, and he thinks they're up for it. He thinks that this is a game that they right, can okay. win, yeah. Um, and... He said there's something really special about the Anzac match, which which we all agreed upon. It's it's a pretty special um, weekend for everyone in, uh, everyone around Australia. So I think it'll be a tough game, but I'll, I'll lean towards the Roosters. Do you ever get involved in Anzac Day yourself? Yeah, I remember one day when I first started going out with my ex-wife, I went up to Newcastle and I was playing, in, uh, playing two up on a lawn bowls green out there and it was me versus everyone at... Yes, everyone in the joint. I was, I was uh, tails, and I was taken on all the blokes, and I, and I killed him. So, I love a good, uh, I love a good toss off. <laughs> you should have said to the ex-wife, "I'll toss you for toss you." Heads on Mario, tails I won't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. We're going to take a quick break now, and we'll be back after to talk more about footy, uh, what's going to happen post Anzac Day, and what's happening this year. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters, build fast sports multis, and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Afternoon Sports. Um, here with Nat Wood, funny man, Nat Wood. Um, mate, let's talk about the, the Canberra Raiders, one team that I've struggled with. I think you said at the start of the um, start of this year, you said Raiders can lose a lot of games up front and then win four or five in a row. And, mate, they've done it again. Ricky Stewart, he's all over the shop. He's, um, <laughs> I think, I, as a coach, I'm not a big fan. Um, but they beat the Broncos last week. Who would have thought? The, they, well not, well, not last week, the week before they beat the Broncos. I, I think that, that was the best thing that could happen for the Broncos. Getting spanked by by the Raiders, they um, they're on a roll, and when you are on a roll, you're thinking, "Oh, far out! When we know we got to get a loss sooner or later." So I think the way that the Canberra took it to them, roughed them up, niggled them out of it, I think it was a good learning curve for the Broncos. The Broncos come out the following weekend and 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 smash the opposition. So I think that it did. It did nothing but good for the Broncos. Canberra, they're rocks of diamonds. They can put a few games together. Um, Ricky, Ricky's Ricky. He's got his coach's style and his and, and the guy that he is, and he's, he's had a lot of success for it. And I, I, I like Ricky, um, but I just think that that loss to Canberra has only strengthened the Broncos. And I think 
The only problem with the Broncos is how they come through the State of Origin series. Mate, Newcastle um, seem to be doing better without Kalen Ponga in the team. Um, what do you reckon this is? I just think that the, the side has started to gel. And they, look, there's not really a side in the comp this year that's a that's a one-player team. I'd probably Penrith if they lost mm-hmm. Cleary, that, that would be... A, a different scenario, but I think, look, Kalen is a great player, very courageous, t- leads from the front, likes to get involved in defence. For me, if I was a coach, I'd be saying, mate, look, just stay out on the, stay out on the edge. We don't need you doing much defence. We just need you being, being there and attack because they've got to really protect him with his concussion issues because. He, yeah. He he's worth so many points to that Newcastle side if he's on the field. Uh, so being a defensive player isn't what, what's needed from him, you know what I mean? We just need him to be an attacking player. So hopefully yeah. he learns uh, not to be all about defence and, and, and just time his run and try and attack. But I, I'd like to see I'd like to see yeah. Newcastle do well. It would be good for good for Newcastle up there. So I hope that Kalen uh, has all the success in the world. Mate, I've just got me thinking from that last question if he was if he was a stripper called Ponga, I probably wouldn't choose him. I'd steer clear of him. <laughs> Still, <laughs> <laughs> hey mate, let's talk about um, back to your playing days. Uh, from memory, did you play under Gus Gould? Yeah, I played under Gus for five years. Started our start okay. of our relationship was fantastic. At the end of it, we were fighting more than me and my ex-wife. Uh, almost, <laughs> we almost come to blows at the Clavelli Hotel one afternoon. Yeah, oh, so really? What was that over? Probably me fucking up. <laughs> it, it probably was my fault, but. Uh, I, Gus was a great coach when it comes to coaching and simplifying the game mm-hmm. and the drills and that he gives you and the the mindset that he gives you to take onto the field. He simplifies the game for you. Um, you can imagine I was a class clown, so I uh, <laughs> I tended to did, did I, gel I, I did gel with him, gel with him. But then when things went pear shaped, we it really went turned ugly between he and I. Um, but as a coach, he was probably easily, I'd say easily the smartest coach I had. He's a very, very clever guy. Uh, I was coached by Daniel Anderson. He's a school teacher. I'm a class okay. clown, so you know where that yep. ended up. Uh, my <laughs> my favourite sure. coach was Joe Thomas. Ex-Canterbury okay. What was that? He was just a great guy. He, he, um, he had fantastic people skills. He genuinely cared about you. Uh, he had some out there coaching methods that were a bit ahead of his time. He got us into meditation. Okay. He got us doing Bikram yoga up right. at Clay Valley one day and I can't concentrate <laughs> for that long at the best of times. And we sit on these these nice cushions and I ended up farting in the cushions and trying to trying to um, put blokes sneaking up on blokes from behind and put the pillow over their head trying to <laughs> trying to knock them out. So I got kicked out of that Bikram yoga session quite often. Mate, that reminds me of a pre-season um, uh, training session up in uh, Neutral Bay we were, and we did Bikram yoga. And, you know, it's, it's about 40 oh, degrees. It's, it's bloody hot when you're doing it. And uh, you can imagine there's 20 cricketers there, and, and this girl came in. She was a bad-looking girl, and then and she actually dropped her guts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we, could, we could not stop yeah. laughing. She went to some downward dog and pushed it oh. out the back. And, uh, yeah, after 50 minutes, we, <laughs> she left. She goes, you yeah. blokes are idiots. It's funny how grown men <laughs> love the fun. <laughs> Kids, if, if someone says you're yeah, it's not funny, don't listen to them. Hey, um, I just want to um, uh, ask you if you had a, a nemesis when you were playing. It's hard for me to have a nemesis when I've got a lift. I try not to say nemesis. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't really have a nemesis. <laughs> I, I never had a nemesis. Uh, Terry Hill had a few nemesis. 
Um, <laughs> I, look, I wasn't allowed to hang with Brian Fletcher when we were at the Roosters. We we were the <laughs> class clowns and we were separated as soon as we walked into the room. Um, but, yeah, he would have been – he and I together uh, can destroy a training session. It's hard for the coaches. So <laughs> we, we've actually got a BTFU luncheon this weekend at the Village Inn in Paddington. Yes, yeah, I'll be there, that, mate. And it's, yep. a, it's a, an unfiltered – version of all of our war stories and things we got up to in the 90s and 2000s so um yeah it'll be a good weekend anyone keen to come and have a bit of a piss up at a party um we'll be there from 12 to 5 on the weekend you can get tickets at the btfu.com.au website yeah guys come down it's, it's really good but the, the phones will go away and uh the boys will be able to tell the stories yeah, how they should be goes. told anything well, not anything anyway <laughs> we'll maybe a few nemesis might show up <laughs> we'll go close <laughs> <laughs> Gus Gould comes in, we'll punch his head in. We'll hey, um, just quickly, <laughs> um, uh, Brad Thorne, coach uh, rugby union at the moment. He's been coaching the Reds. And on paper, mate, he has a, a win-loss uh, ratio as good as uh, Craig Bellamy and, and Wayne Bennett. Um, he's just taken a bit of a – they said he's going to take a, a bit of a sabbatical mm-hmm. from coaching. Any chance he might be coming to the Dragons? He'd be a great coach for the Dragons. I reckon he's going to come to the Dragons. I reckon Jason Riles won't be released as assistant coach from the Roosters. And I reckon the Dragons might get him. He'd be awesome. I went to a luncheon years ago and Brad Thorne got up and spoke about his career and what it meant to him to be an All Black. And the, the speech that he gave was the best speech I've ever heard in my life. It, give, yeah, it made really? the hair stand up on the back of my neck. Give me goosebumps. Listen to him. The passion that he spoke about playing, well, because he's played, he's represented his country in both codes. So, like, mm. and, and just the way he spoke, I thought to myself, oh, yeah. And I played against him. I didn't know that he, that that he was that type of a bloke. Uh, and so, yeah. look, if he had that effect on me, I can only imagine the effect he would have on the St George players if he went there. You know, and, and I. I that would be an awesome, awesome um, buy for or awesome score for St George. That would be awesome. They could get him. Yeah. Well, I, there you go. You heard it first here <laughs> on Afternoon Sport. Well, mate, we've done it again, Nat. Killed Another it. good show. That's fun. It, brother. What are you on today, mate? More boxing training? Going to train Dan the Man, the podcast king here with me. Going to train him, a couple other clients, and then just a cruisy day for me today. Mate, Thursday's usually a cruisy afternoon. Well, drink drink plenty of water before Saturday, mate. I will, mate. And bring your dancing shoes, brother. It'll be on. Yeah, I want to see, I want to see some of those dance moves that Corey Pearson talked about. You, the one where you said you look like you're, you're serving drinks yeah. when you dance. I'll show them all the sprinkler. I'll show them the sprinkler <laughs> the bus driver. They'll all be coming out. <laughs> I want to see the tiger in the sunset. Tiger in the sunset, one. that's me. That's uh, me, Sydney, to move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello, ladies. Here's the tiger in the sunset as you bend over. Well, that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Um, just make sure you hit follow or subscribe or wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsor, Elite Bet. It's the only betting app you'll ever need. And thanks to our producer, Dan McHugh, who's, I know, today sitting outside your um, your boxing studio and he's trying to pull this thing together. So well done, Dan. Well done, and well done, that. Thanks, Shane. Have a good day, brother. See you guys. Take care. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home, and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now, you can increase your chances of survival with Cell Aid, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. 
It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a Cellade. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your Cellade at Cellade.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O.